So one of those one of those early influences for me was um, was C.S. Lewis's book uh, *Mere Christianity*. Um, said uh, simplified theology in a way for me that um, that I needed to understand, and it and it made a huge just made a huge difference for me. Um, uh, another another one um, author's name was Thomas Kelly, and the the name of the book is A Testament of Devotion. And there was uh, there's a paragraph or two I can see it in my mind's eye that um, that when I came across that wisdom and that uh, reality, it uh, it changed the nature of my approach toward ministry and life. And um, I'm forever grateful for. For the spirit um, using uh, using that book and that particular phrase to uh, to help. So, um, if you would just want, maybe one at a time and maybe raise your hand um, so that we don't hit, talk on top of each other, and uh, just say the name of the author and the name of the book that had some uh, pivotal influence in your life. Yeah, Tom. Uh, Dorothy Sayers, she's sort of along the lines of C.S. Lewis, a British author, and uh, actually two books because they overlap in their essays. One is uh, The Whimsical Christian has a bunch of her essays, and then uh, Creator Chaos mm -hmm. has a bunch of her essays, and there, there's some overlap between the two. Okay, good, thanks. All right, somebody else? Yeah, Jim? Um, my pastor gave me my first book as a gift. In His Steps by Sheldon uh, really helped me to come to grips with what it meant to be a disciple. Right. Great. Yeah. Gary. Uh, Between Two Worlds by Dr. John Stott from England. Uh -huh. and the, the premise was to have, as preachers, we ought to have the Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other and then bring them together where it's all of it. Right. Uh, I haven't been the same since reading that book. Right. Good. Good. Okay. Somebody else? Yeah, Joe. Uh, Samuel Logan Bringle. Mm -hmm. Yes, and his book on the Holy Spirit uh, right. uh, helped me a lot. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sandy. Yeah, I was going to say him too. <laughs> I read as a new Christian. I read everything about the Booth family and the Salvation Army and mm -hmm. what they were doing, and Catherine Booth's work with um, women that. <coughs> were prostitutes and things like that. That was my my first influence. And then more recently, um, the book First Things First really yeah. um, gave me a personal revival in the last right. 10 years, you know. So, good. So. Yeah, okay, good. That's Stephen Covey, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So go back to mute so so we don't mess up our uh, our video thing. Um, so I want another book that um, that was pivotal for me and an author that was pivotal for me, especially early on. Uh, his name was John Powell. John Powell was a, um, was a Jesuit priest whose um, approach toward theology made it accessible for, for the everyday person, and I, and I needed that at the time. Um, titles that are most popular, or most, that he's most well known for are um, Why Am I Afraid to Love? Or why am I afraid to tell you who I really am? And uh, fully human, fully alive. And those were uh, that influence, especially this. So this was 
this is college, um, early mid twenties that I that I got to know uh, of his writings and and his influence. Um, and he in, influenced Christianity across uh, across tribes, across uh, theological uh, boundaries. He taught most of his career at Loyola University in Chicago. And um, so I want to read uh, a story uh, that he recounts of his of his time there, or one of his times there. And the reason why I want us to hear this is that it was um, it, it just changed my approach uh, to ministry, particularly preaching. And um, and so maybe I'm, I'm hoping it will help us in our approach to uh, to doing what it is that God asks us to do. So, uh, so this John Powell story. Along with two others from my order, I was chosen to give a presentation at several universities in the Midwest. And our little traveling trio made big waves wherever we went. Finally, we came back to speak at Loyola, Loyola University where I teach. And there in the audience were 115 Jesuits. These were the men that I lived with, that I ate with, I taught with. They were my brothers and I wanted to wow them. And uh, you've never heard me speak, I thought. I I'm really good and you don't know it. Uh, but I was nervous. And, and so I said to God, God, uh, would you relax me? You know, just put your hands over my head or something and, and just bring me some calm and nothing happened. So I said, oh, come on, God. Um, I, I want to give a good talk tonight. And, I'm, and if I'm nervous, I won't. So I need your help. And then I heard the words that, among other peak experiences with God, have transformed me. God said to me, you're getting ready to give a performance. And I don't want a performance. I want an act of love. You're going to perform for your brothers so they will know how good you are. They don't need to know how good you are. I want to perform. I don't want a performance. I want to act of love. So uh, he says, I uh, looked out again and, and you know that when you're self-conscious, you use everybody for a mirror. How am I going over, huh? What do you think? What do you think of me? I was asking unconsciously, subconsciously, my brothers. And then there's that wonderful moment of love when you begin to look out again at those same people and say, what do you want? What do you need? Where do you hurt? How can I help you? So I looked out over the room and saw my brothers a second time after I heard what I feel sure was the voice of God. And I looked at four of our priests who are recovering alcoholics. One of them was also physically sick. All four were going through a terrible trial. Then, then there were those who had been forced to retire from teaching due to their age. 
they'd been feeling like they were just on the shelf that nobody cared about them and no one knew them anymore. And I looked out at their faces for a long time. And then I looked out at those who were physically sick, for whom every step was painful, whose heads ached, whose eyes burned. And I looked at those who were, uns excuse me, and, I, and then I looked at those who were unsuccessful in almost everything they did. Students didn't like them. Their classes fell flat. The administrators didn't understand them. And I looked out at my brothers for a long time again. And in my mind, I thought, and I wanted to wow you. I wanted to impress you with how good I am. I wanted you to admire me. Oh, you don't need me for that, I thought. You need me to love you. And as I looked out at my brothers, all of my nervousness disappeared and I loved them. And I realized in that moment how cluttered with performance my life has been. I have been a performer. I have been listening for applause after every performance. But in that moment, I heard God say to me, not another performance, but an act of love. End of the story. Amen.